This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It may well be a different day, but it's the same old show. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. This week we're on the back of a Derby Day victory where CJ Hamilton proved that lightning can strike twice as his brace inflicted defeat on Notts County. Tonight, Stakes boss David Flickcroft tells us that whilst clubs may be keeping an eye on this Stakes hero, his development will be best served by staying put. CJ's got natural assets that take you past League 2 and League 1. That's just you know the way his body composition is and, and, and his physicality. We'd love CJ to come on this whole journey. Elsewhere this week, the Stakes are on the move as they begin training up at the new RH Academy. The Mansfield boss says getting to use the new facility as a base is key for future plans. It's fundamental to any football club to develop your own training ground to have it. Some people see it as a cost to the club, but it should be an investment. We've got the got the 4G pitch, we've got the, the, the grass pitches, we've got the, the building. It's what we now do in it and how we use it and how we spend that time teaching people. It's the teachers that's going to be in the building. It's the educators, it's the coaches. Uh, they've got a passion to make people better. We'll have that and much more, including your comments and questions in the live feed right here on the show. For the fans, by the fans, this is the Mansfield Matters podcast with Craig Priest, Nathan Edge and Simon Mercer. No cam this week as he misses out through injury. More on that later. Let's get the show on the way. Harry Redknapp wins, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Mansfield Town beat Dutch County and Christmas is just around the corner. Could life get any better? Yes, it could, because we are here for another Mansfield Matters podcast yet again uh, with Simon and Nathan. No cam this week because he's uh, out injured. Apparently, he's hurt himself playing football. Personally, I think he was putting his hat on, got a strand of hair, put his hat, and, uh, and, and hurt himself like that's quite like a baby. What do you think, Nathan? Probably. So, yeah, most probably. So, because we we remember lights that we, as always, uh, need your help by getting involved in the comments and having your say on your team. This is the platform to do so. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, where tonight we'll talk all about that victory over Knox County and find out that lightning, of course, can strike twice. We'll have a little listen from David Flickcroft, not once, not twice, but thrice, uh, as we hear from him as he talks all about the new training ground. The club have been training up there for the first time today. Uh, We'll hear his thoughts on CJ and those potential whispers, because January is just around the corner of the transfer window. Uh, And we'll also hear him talk that attitude and application as well as always we've got a couple of polls for you to get involved with today on the live feed if you're watching on the live feed uh, we're going to be asking you if the site can hold on to CJ in January and Talking of January, we'll ask you where the Stags should be strengthening when the January transfer window does come around. We'll start though, as ever, by reflecting on the last game. Mansfield Town 2, Notts County 0 Nathan, and what an afternoon it was. We're getting used to that sort of scoreline, aren't we, against the, uh, against the Magpies, bless them. Um, but no, I mean, it was well, a fantastic day. Oh, no, oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> it was another great day. Uh, I, I think we all probably had those nerves beforehand. 
I certainly did. I, I was a bit worried that we might go in a bit too complacent or overconfident. Um, and <laughs> so at one point in the first half, I thought we actually probably did because uh, County were for a short period of time was probably the better team. But um, our defence stood strong. They was massively impressive that first half, especially Bobby made a good few saves. Um, and obviously the back three in front of them. Um, they didn't take their chances and then uh, up, pops, up, up pops CJ to, uh, to, to to rocket one back back of the net. So, um, and that's what we needed because then there was only one winner from then and we absolutely killed them in the second half. So, uh, massively delighted. It was a worry, wasn't it, Si? Nathan mentioned it there about mm. the complacency, obviously the new manager syndrome from then. And I guess it, in the first half an hour or so, it, that was, was shown a little bit. Yeah, we were talking about it before kickoff, um, just outside the ground, and we were saying it's got all the makings of um, a bad result. But the lads, you know, credit to the lads, they they let them come at them for like like Nathan said for a short period of time in in like the first ten fifteen minutes. We weathered the storm, and then as you could it, it, as the game goes on, I think I've mentioned it before on other podcasts we started to turn the key and you know we started to you know you could see you could see us building from there and Bobby made two or three good saves before we actually put ball in that and like I say from there we just got we just went from strength to strength I think the thing is there Nate as as Sia said the saves from a legend it with key early door and uh, again we talk about the victory and things like that but it's for me as well I think David Flickcroft mentioned it in in his press today the importance of the clean sheet and the importance of staying tight because had not scored early it could have gone a different way couldn't it yeah it would have been a massively different game then because they would have had confidence and you could see that they were a team uh, lacking confidence so if they did manage to uh, you know go in a a, you know go on ahead they'll have had that belief and it it would have been a completely different game but so um, you know as I mentioned with the from from the defence to Bobby, um, their solidity they were solidified back there. Yeah, well done, But I, you know, yeah, I think it just says everything. The fact um, Flickcroft said in his, I think it was post match interview and again today uh, that um, you know coming off the pitch, Bobby ran up to him and just said, "That's another clean sheet gaffer." So um, you know, that's as much as uh, you want to see us putting the ball at the back of the net one end actually clean sheets are massive because if you don't concede you're not going to lose and that is they're your foundations that you need to to go on to win matches so um, it was a massive performance from so many players keep your comments uh, coming in as always Uh, breaking news people Um, Cam is alive he's not he's not he's not Stupid. <laughs> hasn't confirmed whether he's uh, fractured a hair or not um, uh, but he's put breaking news missing people Kane Hemmings Christian Dennis and John Stead all last seen uh, or he's actually written all last season uh, in Christian Pierce's back pocket good, good it, it means last seen in Christian yeah. Pierce's back pocket uh, another missing person is you where are you <laughs> just because you got a hair just because you got a boo boo doesn't mean you get a hair yeah, really get well soon we're not stood up though are we so I don't know what, what that's all yeah exactly you know, we're nice and comfy chairs you yeah. know we'd have done could it helped him up and down stairs yeah, yeah. exactly that's, <laughs> that's it oh dear uh, sensible comment though in, uh, from uh, James Roberts so good evening to you James uh, it's the best I've seen CJ play just awesome also they couldn't contain Bellingham White all, all in all, a brilliant team performance. County wasn't great, uh, but we were simply uh, too good for them. Spot on with that. I think mm. probably one of CJ's best games in a stag shirt as well. And uh, as we've got on screen now, we're asking, you know, is he finally finding his his feet? Because playing as an out and out striker, it just looks so dangerous, doesn't it? Just looks so dangerous. Yeah, it does. To be honest, um, I still like him out top wing, though. I like him cutting in. You know, he, if you watch the goal, he kind of does like a little bit of a back flick and like falls the defender and then like hits it in the other corner, which I kind of like when he's coming in off that wing. But um, if he's going to play an out and out striker, he's got to play on the last. He's got to play on the last defender's shoulder and cause absolute problems for him because if you think you're playing against somebody with that sort of pace, you're going to have a nightmare all game 
And if, if he continues performing the way he is, Nate, as well, people are going to look at his name on a team sheet. David Flickcroft basically said today that CJ is one of the first names he writes on his team yeah. sheet. Teams are going to start seeing his names, and it's that fear factor which comes in. Oh, I can't be bothered. I can't. I don't want an afternoon running against CJ, I'm, especially like these long journeys. I'm flagging a little bit. Yeah. It's almost it's that psychological advantage before we've even kicked off. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, one of the beauties about CJ, I mean, I know Simon just said he'd rather see him on the wing, and some people may say they prefer him up front. Well, end of the day, he was on that pitch. Can it can rotate? It can go wherever, and it uh, can they, you know it's, we can figure out where he can cause the most damage and. It's probably out of those positions, really. So we've got a massive, uh, um, you know, a, a massive tool to use there. Uh, to we we can on. virtually play him in four different positions. You know, well, three, to be honest, up front or left or right. Yeah. And to be fair, when he's playing, he's unpredictable. Yeah, but he's in form as well, isn't he? So yeah. he's, he's only while he's confident. He's, probably only going to get better uh, but yeah. I think we are going to find out I reckon if, if he does carry on in this uh, vein of form you're probably going to start getting teams that are going to probably put two three players on him I know I noticed in the, in the start of uh, the county game um, the, one of the first things that they did is someone took him out as if to show, tell him that we're here we're going to be physical with you well they managed to do that for a little bit of the game until they couldn't keep up with that, it. So, that's so the you're thing. going to get that with a team. They're going to try and put one on him um, to start off with. You're probably going to get them double up, doubling up, tripling up on him. But we've that, got quality elsewhere. So if that does happen, it just opens up the pitch to other people. We so. have, and that leads to cards as well, doesn't it, for teams? And I think Flickcroft will know that. And, you know, he's, as we'll hear from him later on, he's working with CJ on different parts of his game now and I think that game management knowing that players are going to start coming for you start snapping at your heels that sort of thing I think CJ will develop that side of the game and learn how to counterbalance that and, and play that and play them off almost like playing them off against each other the good thing with CJ is is that he's got pace so therefore if you've got a defender like Paul Digby who's not going to be playing on Saturday um, you know from being in, his, in the team with him he's got pace so therefore you, you're going to play a little bit deeper which means that Mansard can push further up which gives us a slight advantage so playing in, in that sort of game with CJ having the pace it gives us a real edge and against it, other teams and as James rightly says in the comments here as well when CJ runs at defenders he's just so awkward with his twists and turns just think him playing with, in this role he has so much more space to move into which allows him uh, to sort of get at the defenders and sort of uh, get the defenders legs in knots which is fantastic I think for me a big part of CJ's progression has actually been and bear with me on this he's actually Ryan Sweeney because at the start of the season we were playing that back three of White in that central defensive position with Pierce and Preston and then obviously Sweeney comes in and he's managed to sort of get himself that sort of regular starting place so now the back three is Preston, Pierce, and Sweeney all the t all the time. Mm. White's now gone back to that more natural fullback, which has then moved CJ from that fullback position up the pitch. And without having that solid defender in there to have to use Hayden White as a centre half, that's allowed CJ to be a bit, a bit more expressive, get more freedom, and get more freedom. Mm. It's uh, it, it's certainly one to to keep an eye on. Well, I think one of the me. things that I just think is probably the most refreshing. I don't know if many of you can remember this, but if you go back rewind the clock a few quite a few months in the um, pre-season uh, well actually now I think it was more the end of last season there was quite a few uh, videos on well, I went to iFollow onto YouTube of uh, Flickcroft talking about the plan for the summer and I remember a big thing being about CJ he, him coming to uh, Flickcroft and asking for a summer plan and saying he wants to do this he wants to improve over the pre-season and things like that you know I think him showing that, that hunger to, to actually get better and work on those things that he knew his weakest at. He had a head start over some players and I think if our especially our young players, if anybody can you know, wants to learn anything from that, that's what you need to look at because he's come into this team and he's and he's hit the form before anybody and he's and he's looking like a quality player, so that works clearly clearly paid off. Yeah, he's certainly put the work in. It's the attitude again mm. and then. Uh, so that time actually to get to go and hear the first bit from David Flickcroft now. To be fair, because you talked there, Nathan, about attitude and application, and um, you know, sort of the way in which we've 
apply themselves and the way certain players have applied themselves is obviously a vast difference side between mm. where we were at the back end of last season their want and desire to go and win games and where we are now you know we are what one of three maybe four teams in the, the EFL who've only lost one game all season and yeah. that's that's frightening and that all comes it doesn't come from you know just playing well and, and getting results it comes from an attitude and a, an approach to a game and an approach to training and, and work it, yeah it, it comes from a number of things it comes from how the manager wants you to play it comes from how you set your team up it comes from having the best possible players in those positions you know and uh, the main thing the main thing I think is having that togetherness you know if you don't play as a team then you're going to struggle and that's uh, that, I think that's the problem with the boys down the road they they don't they're not playing as a team whereas we are and you know they've spent a lot of money and they can't seem to get it right we've on a, we, we've budgeted this season because obviously what happened last season um, and look 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 how we're thriving on you know I'm not saying you know we've had to put up with what we've got but he's managing to get the best out of every single player and they've bought into what David Flickcroft and Ben Foot has come in and said they want to do and there's a real togetherness from from like from Bobby to Danny. You, you know and you see that as well all the way through and it, it's a player's approach. They've obviously brought into it as you say, but also as well that there are so many players who have got that raw ability and I think sometimes in football management and football coaching people forget that players are human beings and they don't I never really obviously football is just a game but also it's work they, they are yeah. getting paid to, to provide results and if you have a positive approach to work and a positive approach to what you do you will progress if you have a negative approach you will get sacked you will not progress you will be at the bottom of the ladder mm. and there are probably four or five of those players who we can pick out straight away from last season's box of players who are brought into what Futch and Flickcroft want to do and have changed their attitude mm. accordingly there are some who are perhaps haven't and therefore left or are perhaps not involved but the ones who are you can see them now getting the results Danny Rose alright he's not getting the goals at the minute but he's contributing far more than what he was Elejnik was warming the bench and yeah. picking splinters out of his backside but he's now unbeatable he, he's one of the best keepers in, in the probably in League 1 and League 2 um, CJ obviously a big, yeah. big case for that his attitude the way he's changed and even to a degree as well like your players like Christian Pierce, who's taken that responsibility on of being captain and, and leader and the way he's performing because before if we'd have been talking about a Christian Pierce, we'd have said don't put him in a back three put him in a back two with this particular player which would have been yeah. Rich Bennett but now he's able to play comfortably in a back three anywhere in that back three and lead and play and contribute. and as well just with going sticking with KP um, he does often make those those runs and in the past when he's made those runs we've been wide open at the back and <laughs> it's been a bit of a worry now now this season he's made those runs and I still don't feel we'll concede because you know we've, the other two central defenders we've got are quality so you know these these this adequate cover if if Christian wants to go on a Lionel Messi run that he does from time to time. Mate, don't want to be Lionel Messi. You want to be Craig Priest. Filming some videos for uh, for work today. For or Cristiano Ronaldo. Or yeah. Twelve Days of Sagres. It's a great feature where we look into what we're doing at football in the community. We filmed some challenges, and one of them was a, a panna challenge. Now, me being a media man, I don't play football very often, so I was expecting to get beat heavily and nutmegged and everything. It was first to three goals, or you get a nutmeg and you win. I got not one, not two, but three nutmegs. One of them to Alex Cartwright, who's just started watching. Alex, hope you want to stop yeah. crying, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what I think? I reckon I don't believe this. I reckon you just said there you're a media man. You've probably edited all these clips to make it look like you've mixed them, but you actually haven't. Oh, do show so, up! Yeah, that's what he's done, isn't it? Don't believe it. No, oh, no, no. It's, I, I genuinely haven't. We will. Uh, <laughs> Magnus King, 
But you know, what can I say? Even Alex is admitting it, so that's, that, that's fine. Uh, shall we hear from... That's, this, this is not the Craig Pre show, although some people think it is. It's not. It's getting that way. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. It's my house, it's my kettle, it's my... All right, no, all right. There's, um, it, it says it's all true. It says it's all, it's all true. Look, there you go. Simon can verify. It's yeah, all no, true. I can't read it. Sorry. Alex Cartwright, that's a lie, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Simon Mercer, red card. Let's hear from David Flickcroft as he talks uh, all about attitude and application. Um, as uh, the stakes and players like CJ continue to impress here's the stakes boss David Flickcroft speaking early today uh, to I follow stakes we are an expansive team but the structure of the team's good another clean sheet I probably didn't alert to it much you know after Saturday's game um, because I felt but when I stripped it back another clean sheet I just remember what Bobby said to me after the game you know Gaffer another another clean sheet the pride that he's getting in him uh, the protection that he's getting in front of him it, it's you know You've, you've got to be immaculate in your work and, and whether you're finishing a chance or keep, keeping a clean sheet, they're equally as important. So I think, yeah, it, it gives us another opportunity to you know, keep improving the standard um, because you know, it's a glass ceiling. You can always keep improving what you're doing. Um, and, and I've looked at this squad, probably what I took over, um, you know, and, and what you can say sometimes is, you know, They've got great experience in the league and players have got fantastic CVs and, and what have you. Um, and when I first took over, I probably quite a lot of rocks, what you consider rocks. But the more I'm spending time here, you know, I need sponges at this building. I need players that can absorb, take on information. A rock sometimes stubborn. A rock someone who doesn't want to take on new information. I am what I am. We do it this way. You know, and I encountered when I look back a lot of that. Um, it's really important, you know, that we get a group of players here that want to absorb information, want to get better, want to improve, um, you know, and, and then turn them into sort of a leadership group in their own right. So, you know, there's a lot of work going on, on behind the scenes, mate, that, you know, people don't see, uh, but that'll keep driving standard and improving standard. Stags boss David Flickcroft there speaking, of course, uh, early today to I follow Stags. He was talking all about app, app, uh, yeah, good, this is live. This is live <laughs> as well. Uh, he was talking about attitude and application there, and that's just before we can before we do seriously talk about that subject. Can we just say that David Flickcroft is the absolute king of quotes, right? He took like glass ceiling. Absorbent sponge. <laughs> uh, what else did he have? Did he the have rocks. The, yeah, being solid as rocks and, and, and that sort of thing. The greatest one from last week, though, you used to chat a bird up and now you just swipe left on, t on, on Tinder. You've got no, <laughs> there's no patience in the world. It's great. I, I love That's it. It's no, no good as a few weeks ago when you used the word solidified. Oh, you know, solidified. Never going to top solidified, which is great. In all seriousness, though, so si, he talks a lot about uh, attitude and application there. And he always hinted at it, didn't he, about uh, last season's squad and, and this season's squad. Mm. Squad. and that for me I think you can talk about um, the way we play scoring goals the way we defend and, and the way we press and, and do things on the pitch but for me 95% of the battle is one, is one up here mm, definitely um, if you know if, if you're confident enough you, and you want it enough then you'll succeed so, and that's what he's got them doing. To be honest, he's got them. He's got them thinking that they can go out and beat anybody. So therefore, you know, why not? Why not go out with that sort of confidence? Simon sounds like Martin Luther King, then, I know. or David Flickcroft. Yeah, or, or David. Yeah, or David. He's got a point though, there, Nate, hasn't he? I mean, even though he was pulling those quotes from the David Flickcroft book of quotes, <laughs> uh, it is. He's just uh, messaging me. <laughs> that's it. He's sending you an earpiece. He's sending them in. Um, the, obviously we talk about he's got them ready to, to go and beat anyone and to go and get results but also as well he's you managed don't forget galvanised <laughs> he's also managed to galvanise them in a way which isn't arrogance yeah. it's not a we're going to go out and smash it it's we're going to go out and play the way we play knowing we can play the, the way we play yeah. and be together as a team he's not an arrogant manager he's not we're on this we've only lost once we've only done this we've only done that he's not an arrogant manager he's collected and seized yeah. the yeah, picture yeah I think um, that just comes down from him, him as a person. You know, he's, he always talks about his values, um, and he wants to bring that into the club and into the squad and you know in, into the team. Which uh, you know, the more the longer he has to work with his with his players, which is in some ways we have to <laughs> offer a lot of credit here to to, to the Radfords because at the end of last season it could have been very easy to do the same as uh, 
you know, old Alan down the road and um, pull the trigger and get rid of a manager when it you know, wasn't going well to start off with. But he stuck by him, which I think uh, to build like something that we've got now, you have to give somebody time. We've done that, and, um, and, and we're, you know, we're seeing the uh, the profits from it, really. So that's a massive credit to from from the chairman down to down to Pitcroft and. I think a lot, of, a lot of it has to go down to having a small squad as well. It's easier to manage, uh, and I think it just—I don't know if you saw the the uh, videos that the club released after the, the county match. You know the scenes in the uh, in the dressing room at the end Who's of the game. Not seen those videos, <laughs> <laughs> but it just says it all, doesn't it? It just says it just shows what a uh, a squad we have and what you know togetherness we have. And uh, even before the game, we had the lads who aren't involved at the moment. So Murphy and Mac McDonald, they was all in there. Um, you know, given the you know the, the first team, you know, the wishing them good luck and being a part of it, so it just shows that we've got our togetherness, which we need. Promote every single player that has been in a, in a part of a promotion team have always said the same thing that this squad had that togetherness. So let's hope we've got that and let's hope it carries on. Because I mean, I know obviously winning brings that, but also your attitude brings it as well. So, so you made a good point off camera there about what Swindon will be thinking of him now because. The, the the change and, and the way things have, have sort of worked out at the minute is, is very different and he mentioned in another interview this morning which we'll hear a little bit of later on about when he sat down and had the conversation with the Radfords about where he wanted to go the training ground was a big pulling factor in that but mm. yes there'll be a lot of sour grapes from, from Swindon fans but you said I wonder what the Swindon fans are thinking now but I'm thinking about what those fans who after the 12 games last year wanted him gone I always remember I remember the four of us sat in Nathan's garden in, in the summer when we did the final podcast reflecting and we were saying you know basically give him time and give him the chance to shape his own squad and that's now paid dividends and you know if we had a panic and, and at the time we'd be even further away we'd end up with Harry Kewell or somebody <laughs> nobody wants that but it is. <laughs> I thought he was doing a great job at County but the the point is you know a bit of patience and a bit of yeah. time and a bit of investment into what you are doing and what a person is doing goes a long way I think the, the problem with Mr Hardy is the fact that um, he thinks that County are the biggest team in Nottinghamshire and there's a reason they're down where they are. Basically bigger than County. And um, he wanted... I know people could say that about Mansfield last season. He wanted to buy the league this year. He's gone out, he's got a £3 million wage bill. £3 million wage bill. They're not performing. There's no togetherness there at all. And it just goes to prove that if you give somebody time... And they know, and you know the the chairman, our chairman, and you know Carolyn know that Davies put the hours in and the work in to make Mansfield Town a better team than what they were last season. So, like Nathan said earlier on, credit credit to John and Carolyn for having you know the patience with David to to stick with him. And like you said, look where look where we are now, you know. It could have been so much different if, if like you say, the panic pulled the trigger, got somebody else. We we might have been where Notch County are now instead of where we are now. Yeah, patience certainly does go a long way in football, and, and massive credit to, to them. Uh, talking of patience, the Stags have had to be patient over the last God knows how many years, really, because we've never really had a place to call home away from home in terms of a day to day and a training ground is what I'm trying to get at. Okay. Um, we obviously we've, t- we've spoken about Weber Lane, aka the RH Academy, numerous times on this podcast over the past probably six months or so, as it's been gradually, gradually, gradually getting to the point of today where the Stags' first team players decided that enough is enough training at the One Course Stadium. They've gone up to Plesley, and today they had their first session uh, as a group uh, up there. The interviews this morning were conducted up at, up at the training ground. Uh, we'll hear David Flickcroft. Uh, thoughts on that in a second but how much as a milestone is, is this now to, to get in there I mean I've seen the facilities up there it's a great facility nice 4G pitch lovely surface the grass pitches I'm sure once they've been sort of properly made ready will be fine but obviously they must have 
put something in place already to get them trained on there but that facility is not just for now it's going to continue to grow but how important now it is reaching that moment where they can walk in put the pictures on the wall and say this is home and this is where we grow from uh, well from today why not you know they, they've gone up there uh, they've, they've took the first training session um, it's key for a, a football club to be a football club and have everybody training together which is the main reason why this facility has been built and um, it can only be a good thing you know uh, everybody's there David can spot you know he, he can look at the you know the, the ones that aren't in the squad the younger players who've got squad numbers I know you don't like to call them youngsters so it's a bit of a bugbear but yeah I'll, I'll let, I'll you know, let you say you know the, the players that are not in the team he, he can see them training and, and if they're training hard you know down at the RH Academy then why not get them in on the sub bench and you know give them a crack yeah get them involved well let's uh, without further ado hear from the stage boss uh, again let's hear his thoughts uh, on uh, all things uh, training ground uh, he was speaking early this morning to I Follow Stags where you can hear all of the interviews that you hear tonight uh, adding this podcast in full mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow is the place to be and here's the stage boss talking of his delight at moving in to the new training ground I've been waiting for this moment really since I sat down with the chairman and Carolyn you know we talked about the job and, and talked about leaving Swindon and, and the reasons why um, and when I first come to it, it was just just a bit of land, you know. Um, pitches were, were in sort of process, uh, no concrete on site, um, no basing, and then sort of, you know, over that time then, you know, what the club's done and what they've built and, and we're here today actually using it. Um, you know, this is why I've come. It, it's, it's fundamental to any football club to develop your own training ground, to have it. And some people see it as a cost to the club. Um, but it should be an investment, and it's, we've got the got the 4G pitch, we've got the, the the grass pitches, we've got the the building, and it's what we now do in it, and how we use it, and how we spend that time teaching people. It's the teachers that's going to be in the building. It's the educators. It's the coaches. Uh, they've got a passion to make people better, and then if you get that right, and um, and you make sure that everybody's. Um, you know, singing from the same in sheep and, and trying to improve people all the time, staff and players, then what you get is it becomes an investment and, you know, it allows you to add value to every player, every staff member and every person that wants to come and, and, and work for Mansfield Town Football Club. And, you know, it's really important that people have an ambition uh, when they're going to work and a purpose when they're going to work. And, um, you know, I've certainly told my staff what it means to me to support me now in this building and um, and it's step up to the plate time for every single person at the football club you know down to you know cooking a breakfast how we the best we can be um, cooking the, the meals uh, keeping it pristine keeping it absolutely spotless the building great values running right through whoever works here whoever teaches here so you know it's it's a brilliant day and and one that I've been waiting for for a, for a long time and uh, yeah I can't wait to get started today really excited Stage boss David Flickcroft there speaking about how upset he gets uh, when somebody doesn't cook his uh, breakfast right. You can watch that in full uh, on mansfieldtown.net forward slash I follow. Smoking great passion there about the, the new training ground, Nathan. He talk, talked about getting the coaches all together, having the classroom space, because I think a lot of the work, you can do a lot of work in terms of shape and um, developing your skills and stuff on a training ground and movement and stuff like that but sometimes the tactical side of it and the, the classroom based sessions you need to put that in place when you, when you can look at how other teams play watch videos of how other teams play and just do that education because football in a, in a sense is an education isn't it? Yeah I mean it's, it's massively moved on from uh, football back in the old days like you back in Simon's Day yeah, yeah back yeah. in Simon's Day uh, whoa, you know. whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah you're Sorry, right yeah <laughs> uh, but no we, there is a lot more that goes into it and in some ways it's the stuff that as supporters a lot of people probably don't really see or don't even really think of there's a lot you know a lot of things that happen behind the scene and uh you know from the from the pros and certainly when you start looking at the the younger players as well you know the young the the under 21s and the 18s that you know they're 
often doing other things alongside that that you know they're getting the badges and things like that as they go along so there's to have all that under one roof and every, everything working together um it is just a huge thing but i think most of all for me i feel like this has just come at the perfect time you know i think it would have been great to have this two or three years ago but actually right now it just feels like it's coming at the bang on the right time where we've got the right person in charge who's going to use it to its uh, absolute most and uh, while, while things are going well the players are going there they'll be you know relishing that opportunity to go and go and play you know train at their own centre and things like that I just think it's it just seems all happening fitting into place like a jigsaw really yeah and I think the important thing as well is that we've got the right person in the right time to start it off in the right vibe because if we'd have gone in there a year ago Exactly a year ago, un- under It'd have been that, abused, bloke at, it? that big bloke at Peter, it would have been yeah. a- abused. But even if we'd have had two or three teams under the same roof, they'd have still ignored each other. This wouldn't have been any yeah. cohesion. It might have been the occasional nod in the corridor. All right, how are you? You doing all right, Sunday? Uh, clean my boots, eh? Uh, get me a cup of tea, siege, and all that sort of thing. Any uh, excuse, isn't any it? excuse, mate. You know, <laughs> you know it. It's like months from Matt's podcast bingo. Uh, solidified and the Steve Evans accent it's great um, we might do that at Christmas that'd be great we'll do a Man from Matters bingo card somebody says you're old I do a Steve Evans accent and Nathan says solidified and Cam gets injured um, <laughs> but the truck was that's <laughs> it full house 50 quid no we're not doing any money um, the, the thing is like I was trying to say is the fact that it's a person who is actively bringing each other into the same room he's not saying Right, you go and eat over there. We'll eat over there. We'll eat in that room. Uh, it's saying, right, everyone together, everyone mix in. Everyone get to know each other. We're all part of one family. We're all part of one room. We're going to stay and watch you train. You're going to stay and watch us train. You can come in our session. We'll go in your session, that sort of thing. That is, is the key thing because that makes the place a happy place to be. And that then spreads. And people talk about it. Players talk about it to friends who are players at other clubs and that sort of thing. And it becomes this attractive possibility rather than just this place of work which has got this negative black cloud hanging over it now. Yeah, that, that, I think that's spot on. You know, you, you want... This is a massive thing for the club. We've, you know, we've, we've known about it for a long time. We knew it's coming. You know, you know, the Radfords and the directors have put in a, a lot of money into it. They've invested into it. And like... Uh, um, I think I've said in his interview, some people might say it's a cost. Well, it's not a cost if you use it right. It becomes an investment if you ever get everything working right and you um, you respect it for what it is and you use it for its potential. That's It becomes that investment. And uh, like, like you've said, I think if we, manage it, if we manage it right, which I believe he will, it'll become a, a very positive place and a very positive thing for the club to be you know, to be you know, to have and uh, that's what you want you don't want it to start with a negative thing because it could be a, then it become become an, a burden so I think it's perfect the way you know the way it's looking at the moment keep your comments uh, coming in on the live feed if you listen to the audio version of this you can join us every single week we're usually on Thursdays at 6.30 uh, but we've changed over the last couple of weeks or so because basically we've all been busy like this week this is the only day where we've all got time to sit together except and, and Cam talk. except Cam who's uh, obviously tweets his hair or something I think he's been injured he's putting broken eyelash or something broken yeah. eyelash or whatever it is um, but yeah seriously um, keep an eye on this page uh, if you've if you've not liked us on Facebook yet, go and find us facebook.com forward slash MTFC matters. Give us a like, turn the notifications on, uh, and we of course to keep keep your eyes peeled for when we do go live for these podcasts uh, and if you want to subscribe on iTunes and not have to look at uh, our ugly faces we are on iTunes and all good podcast apps as well so you can get get that on there as well to have your listen on the way to a game on the way to work whatever you want to do and as always feel free to have your comment uh, your say uh, in the comments talking of the comments uh, we've just put a poll on our Facebook page because we are what mm, a couple of weeks away from, from Christmas mm-hmm. which means we're only about three or four weeks away from the January transfer window, Nathan. Uh, He said in in the press this week um, that uh, there will be money to be, well, not this week, last week, that there will be money to invest and he is looking, actively looking uh, at players. So we've put a poll on there uh, about where the areas we think we should be investing. So as always, uh, we've got four options this time. Goalkeeping, the the goalkeeper area, defence, midfield and attack. If you had the money to spend, where would you be spending the money, Nathan? Can you only pick one? Yeah, you can only pick one option. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with a striker then. 
which uh, every club wants the same thing, really. So it's not going to be very easy to get to get one. Um, that's stating the obvious. But um, well, I, you know, I would I was going to say striker and defence, but I'm not allowed to, am I? So no. Uh, but yeah, so I, I just think uh, we're a bit short there still. I know we've got Jordan Graham, which I yes do want to see get a chance, but obviously he's not proven. So on those games where you really need someone to come in and, and change it and put the ball in the back of the net. Feel like we just need that firepower there. So Davis, for me, we know we can do it, but he's you know struggling with injuries and form at the moment. So and I, I just think if you look at if you look at the strikes we've got, if one of them gets injured, or you can very easily get it where two of them gets injured, we've got we haven't got much cover at all. We've got the bonus that CJ can go up there now, which is great, but I still think we're just a little bit short there. So. Obviously, a striker would be great. So, what about yourself? Thousand percent, Bruni. Yeah, striker. It, it has to be, doesn't it? In, in terms of the area, uh, keep your votes uh, coming in and keep your comments coming in uh, as well, uh, as uh, James has done uh, tonight. He says definitely should be strengthened in the striking department. I think Rose will come good, and Walker's doing all right. But we need another striker just to give the strikers we have a kick up the backside and try and get them scoring. It's like you're saying it's about you know like. Jordan Graham he's got that potential in bags of potential and going back to the training ground thing and Flickcroft being able to work with him a little bit more I think that will start to develop a little bit more but again he needs that like we said basically last week we need he needs that month out on loan and yeah. just get a few CD games under his belt uh, we, we just well. can't be relying on him that's, that's the thing I don't think he doesn't need that pressure and, <coughs> um, I just don't think we can rely on him to, to come off the bench and and change the game for us you know I mean it would be amazing and obviously we'd love to see him come the bench but I just don't think we haven't given him that pressure where we really need him I don't think that's fair at this point of his, at the, at this point in his development Nathan uh, in the comments says I've heard Chris Tate is still playing let's get him up top striker oh um, my I remember Chris Tate yeah, what, what a throwback what a throwback that is I'm still having nightmares uh, keep your comments uh, coming in um, talking about that as well we'll talk about the reserves uh, in a second as well because they've been in action at the RH Academy today. A um, couple of comments in about Hayden White today as well, just out of the blue. Mark Rickers says, Hayden White is underrated in my opinion. He's a big fellow who's got great pace and cool four skills. With the right polish, he could shine. That's correct. Another, another great quote from the David Flickcroft book of quotes. Uh, and Paul says, Hayden's main weakness is that he's that he overhits a lot of crosses and wastes the ball uh, and the good goal-scoring opportunities. Other than that, he's, uh, he's great. Um... So, Hayden White. I mean, are you gonna let? Is this the point where you're laying to me now? Or, I mean, I, I've said this all along, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it every single week. This season, he's a better player under David Flickcroft. Well, I used to say that about Paul Digby as well. <coughs> what? That he's a better player under yeah. David Flickcroft. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a better player now. He's left. Yeah. No, but credit where credit's due. When Paul Digby had a good game, I did say he played well. Um, Hayden White. I, I, like you said before, when he's played in the centre of midfield, uh, centre of midfield, centre of defence, he's not very effective. Whereas I prefer him out on the right when he can, like we were talking about earlier, freeze up CJ to be most dangerous down the other end of the field. And let's face it, Aiden, Aiden could be just as dangerous given, you know, that extra. Um, time on the on the training ground you know if David you know David could work with Aiden and say you know what you know if you see it opening go for it you know it just might pay off so you know Aiden's a good player and I, I like him Let's go back to talking about the training ground and development because the reserves have been in action today. As always, keep your comments uh, coming in. Uh, the reserves were in Central League Cup action today, defending, of course, their task because the Stags did win the competition uh, last year when they beat Wigan in the final. Uh, they kicked off their campaign for this season <laughs> against Steve Evans's Peterborough United. What was the... What's the you all right? Yeah, yeah. Some chuck more we, tea or... or, uh, or coffee. Stay yeah. <laughs> away. One of those. Um, but to to be fair, um, today it was a young side that was played by uh, David Flickcroft because Peterborough sent a young side as well. I think if they'd have sent a stronger side, we'd have put a stronger side out as well. But that said, Nate, 5 1 win, 
Amari gets two. Uh, Jordan Graham gets himself a goal. Young Tom Fielder, who we saw a little bit of um, the other week, he got himself a, a goal. His name's been uh, mentioned many times by David Flickcroft. And uh, Cameron Healy got himself uh, on the score sheet as well. So the youngster's doing well. And, of course, they played in the same system that the first team do. So that's great signs. Well, exactly. That, that we've, we spoke about before. I mean, when you talk about the, the system there, you know, the... The progression you want is when those players you want them to be doing the same things as the first teams are play, you know, doing because when they do make that step up, you, they're going to slot right in because they know exactly what's you, they're doing the same thing. So that's massively important. But as for the um, you know, for the reserve games, well, like you said, you know, Peter Brissett, a young team, but we also put one out ourselves. So really, you could say it's you know like a youth match, and really if if, if the youth if you know the youth match went went out run one five one against a a team who are in a division above us and it's still fantastic isn't it so um, you know they, they went out and, and did a great job 5-1 is a cracking result so um, you know well done to them that's nearly it for tonight but we're going to move on now for the, the next uh, little topic we've uh, published the results of uh, where the station strength in January conclusively attack yes. uh, is <laughs> the main uh, result from that one um, but we talk about bringing in in January uh, obviously there's potential to to go out, there's probably one or two names who, for me, will go. Sai, looking yeah, at probably yeah. Paul Anderson, maybe yeah, Amari on loan, and mate, yeah. or, or whatever as well. Um, but we have those situations, like in the summer with the Danny Rose situation, where your top players are always touted. The man in form at the moment, he runs down the wing. He's fast as lightning. It's frightening. It's CJ Hamilton, and no doubt he's on numerous clubs' radars at the moment. Oh, it must be. Absolutely, must be. Um, anybody that you know needs a pacey forward winger whatever he's got to be at top of everybody's list you know man in form scoring goals what more could a club want yeah certainly so well let's hear David Flickcroft's thoughts on uh, CJ Hamilton because of course he's been speaking today about the potential uh, of CJ and uh, whether or not his development is best suited uh, at the club here's the thoughts of Stakes boss David Flickcroft talking earlier today speaking to I follow Stakes talking about the man who's fast as lightning there's a lot more to come because his development curve has gone so far He's still got the attributes. He's still the quickest player, probably championship down. And, um, you know, he's got so much more learning for him, but he wants to do it. When I was learning before about a sponge, you know, that's CJ Hamilton. That's him wanting to take information on. Probably four weeks ago, I gave him too much information and uh, I likened it to, you know, when you open too many programs in a computer and it slows down, um, you know, he had probably too many programs opened, you know, and uh, we give him too much information at once. So we've cut back from that and we've just given him sort of um, smaller chunks, but he's picking it up. So listen, there's, there's more to come from Siege. Uh, there's more goals to come. There's more assists to come. You know, we want him to, to, to help get us to League One. That's what the chairman wants. That's what Carolyn wants, the board. Um, that's what I want. So, uh, you know, I'm sure um, I'm sure we'll be able to hold on to him. But, of course, you know, every time in League Two and League One, there's been a player with incredible pace um, and, and the type of player CJ is, then usually all the top clubs look at him I trust him with my life he's, he's one of the first players that I, I put down on the team sheet week in week out you know um, he makes training every day so he's on the training ground learning and getting better so he's, a, he's an ideal student really he's an A1 student you know and uh, it, it works you know he's taking information on board we're relentless you know we're trying to you know improve him but all the players are the same you know um, but CJ's got natural assets that take you past League 2 and League 1 that's just you know the way his body composition is and, and, and his physicality we'd love CJ to come on this whole journey With too much information taken on board closes down CJ's like Windows 10 <laughs> definitely doesn't run that fast no he certainly, certainly doesn't no. well, what, see, Windows no, 10 doesn't Windows 10 doesn't CJ yeah. does sort of mess up your joke there uh, CJ Hamilton of course that obviously will be a target Nate for, for clubs uh, in the January transfer window but as David Flickcroft said his education the way he's approached the last sort of uh, four months or so is, uh, will, will make him want to, to keep him there yeah I think so um, you know he's yeah, I think you know he's definitely becoming a, a fan's favourite, which will make him you know hopefully want to stay more as well. But uh, it's always scary, isn't it, a transfer window? But it's good. You you sort of 
any way you want. It's good to have a situation where your players are wanted because that means they're doing something right. They're playing well and they're and they're good players. So it's a good thing. But uh, take comfort in the fact that I I know that we're not a selling club unless the price is absolutely right. We saw it with uh, Rosie in the summer. Well, probably Rosie over several windows to be honest, where there's been rumours and whatnot of people you know going to want to come and buy our players. But we know that the Radfords are only going to sell if it's one hundred percent the right right value. So. Um, so no, I'm, I'm. I think there will be teams after him, but I I take comfort in that. I think Flickcroft obviously wants to keep him, and I think CJ hopefully will want to stay. And I know we won't sell him for a cheap price, so it should be good. Yeah, I think that's the thing as well, isn't it? So you know, the clubs will be will be looking at him, and uh, it, it's all about the way again the board manage those those decisions. Yeah, and and also like in Danny's situation. It's the people around him as well that, you know, hopefully they'll give him the right advice. You know, Danny already, you know, he he's already admitted he was given the wrong advice when, you know, it was his turn, not turn as such, but when it was his time, you know, people were interested in him. So I'm hoping that he has the right people around him to give him the best advice possible. But also I hope CJ wants to be... And he seems to be part of what's going off at Mansfield. Yeah. He seems very happy, you know, doesn't he? Yeah. He seems he seems like yeah. he's enjoying not just from now it looks like he's not just enjoying the games because obviously anyone's going to enjoy the matches when you're performing and, and winning. But if he's wanting to develop like he's on the training by by you know going to Flickcroft and being it's like it's like Flick, he said it didn't he uh, after the, the post match on Saturday it was like he's, he's like a proud dad. And mm, I yes. think that's sort of referring a bit to the likes of CJ because obviously he's worked so hard with him and then he's seeing him flourish like he is. And I feel like CJ will probably, I feel like he surely would take a lot out of having that one-on-one sort of um, attention paid to him to help him develop. And the more he's going to get that here, the while, you know, while, while things are great and he's happy, then the, the more he's going to develop and it'll do a lot more for it. We've seen it in the past, haven't we, where players go to a championship side too early. Well, look at Nathan Thomas's as well. He's yeah. a prime example, obviously playing for, for County on, on Saturday. He was had good potential, but it was one of those who didn't want to be in Mansfield because it was too far away from home. And then he ended up going elsewhere, and now he's back in the area anyway. Yeah. It, it, it never really makes sense. Yeah. But he had it all, really make sense, does it? Exactly the same as CJ in terms of he had that say, almost like the same side as well. Had all that ability and all that talent. But hasn't channeled it in the right way. He's the, the polar opposite, isn't he? He's, CJ's just progressed and progressing, progressed by the want to learn. And Nathan's Nathan Thomas just has got the dummy out. And yeah, he know. just wants to go. It seems to me Nathan just wants to go where the money is. Yeah, no, I don't. Well, yeah, I do. Oh, sorry, Nathan Thomas. Sorry, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Carry on. <laughs> um, yeah, you want <laughs> Yeah, I ain't paying you a penny, mate. So don't start that, Marimas. Panelists do not get paid. Don't start that. You get I'm paid in tea. Fine. I'm off to Magpies, matters then. See you later. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, Nathan just seems to be. You know, I could be worth the mark here, and you know, if you know, if he does happen to click on and watch this, then I apologise, but. I doubt it, so I, I think he goes where the money is. Whereas CJ wants to play a trade, he, wa- he wants to learn, and he's constantly learning. And like I said earlier, he's a sponge. He's yeah. a sponge. He's yeah. Obs- yeah, he's a rock. He's a sponge. He's a yeah. is he a sponge? Is he a rock? He's a sponge. He's a sponge. I've got it. Is he a sponge? Is he a rock? Is he Windows Ten? No, he's CJ Man. No, that's a bit all the build up for a really bad joke. Is, I know. Good night. I know. That's where we should end it. <laughs> doesn't trust me. It doesn't get any better than that. Uh, let's move on and, and wrap things up uh, for tonight. Last little bit of housekeeping for today. Obviously, Christmas coming up. Um, away from the pitch, the players of today been to uh, Kingsville Hospital's Children's Ward. Great to see uh, them getting out and, and, and doing that and, and putting some smiles on, on faces because it's never nice, is it, to be to, to be away from home at, at Christmas time and be in hospital, especially no. as, a, as a youngster. Yeah, good to see. You know, I, I know they do it every year, but it's nice that they do do that, and it may, you know, Mansfield Town are part of this community, so for them to do that, take time out and, and go to Kings Mill for the for the kids, you know that aren't very well over Christmas it's just you know 
good to see. Yeah, it certainly is. Well, that's almost it for this week. Obviously, Forest Green on Saturday, Nath. Uh, tough place to go, and that's where it all sort of went wrong last season. Are you going Saturday? I'm still debating it. I don't know yet. It's all if about... you do, and you find me... Go and stand well, somewhere else because <laughs> that went wrong uh, last year. Uh, to be fair, though, they are a good side. They define, um, you know, where people thought they would be. They're up there just outside the playoffs. Uh, although the ho- the home form isn't great, they've mainly done it from away from. They've only actually won two uh, at home, so uh, could be an, an interesting encounter. Obviously, no Paul Digby because he's suspended. Um, disappointed about that. Absolutely yeah. gutted. Um, but it's going to be a t- it's a long way to go. But it's a tough game as well. I think it's going to be a match massive game on, uh, on Saturday I think it was probably going to be one of the hardest te- uh, tests we've had for, for for some while to be honest um, it's just just it's, it's, it's the place itself you know you can't generate an atmosphere I mean last year it was dead wasn't it yeah it was absolutely awful last year so um um, and obviously we came away with, with nothing and two a goal uh, yeah anyway we know but uh, <laughs> it's one we'd rather try, forget try to forget about that so uh, it's going to be very tough uh, like I say one of our biggest challenges we've had so it'll be, it'll be, we've got to really be out of it and I think uh we're probably going to have to do a bit of the, the ugly side to it as well on uh, on Saturday. Predictions. Oh, sorry, sorry, think I said it's, uh, it's not the ugly side; it's a beautiful side. But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The, that's page forty-seven, uh, paragraph two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> prediction, prediction time. Oh, two-one, man. Sorry, Nate. We haven't had one for a while now, so one-one. Why not? I mean, I, I'm going to go for the win uh, because I think even in Flick Cross Miami because last year if you remember that was the game where he tried to implement the system we we're playing now yeah. and for whatever reason it just didn't happen and I think you'll see a lot more of the progression from where we were to where we are now and I think uh, the stakes it'll be a tough game uh, but I'm going to go for a clean sheet and I'm going to go for a 2-0 win and Rose to finally uh, end his goal drought in that one final bits of housekeeping uh, this week as well from me I just want to say a massive congratulations to uh, Mansfield Town Football and the Community's Head of Community Mark Hemingway who was last night uh, recognised for 26 years service for football in the community uh, started off as, as a coach and worked all his way up and Everyone will know his name and runs all the holiday courses and stuff like that, which yeah. we've we've all been on at, at some at some point, and no doubt you'll be sending your kids on uh, once they're old enough to, to put the, the probably and, and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, massive congratulations to him! Uh, so many great messages for him, for him as well, which have come through on social media. Uh, really does deserve those plaudits. Talking of football in the community, obviously always inclusive. If you are over forty-five and you have you looked at me there. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't at all it wasn't me uh, if you're over 45 uh, and you have dreams of being a footballer uh, get involved in walking football which is uh, a great way to be to be inclusive and to, to still play rude. the beautiful game if you are Simon's age and there's two sessions now there's one up at the RH Academy uh, which is uh, 6 or 7 on a Wednesday night that's £4 up there uh, and £3 at the one course stadium on a match day so on Saturday is the Stags head for Forest Green which will be at 9 till 10 so get yourself down there and if you want more information visit mansfieldtownfitc.net and of course if you've got a youngster and you want to get involved in uh, Saturday uh, activities the Saturday morning club is on on Saturday uh, all the details you need are on our Facebook page and of course uh, if you are a junior SSA member no doubt you'll be making your two little ones junior SSA members when they uh, come along when young, when young Nathan I'll, and young I'll Craig I'll come along the boss. <laughs> when young Nathan and young Craig come along you'll be making those junior SSA members I'm afraid SSA you've got the wrong person's kids there <laughs> <laughs> shocking uh, but if you if you have a child who is a junior SSA member they get three free parties uh, a year the Christmas party the SSA Christmas party is at Django's on the 20th of December all the details you need are on the Football and the Community Facebook page that is it contractual obligations done and that is pretty much it for this week as always thank you very much for watching thank you very much for listening and we will see you next week we'll let you know when the time will be stay tuned to our Facebook page facebook.com forward slash Matters. 
from me, Craig Priest, from Nathan Edge, from Simon Mercer, and from Cam Felton's injured bit of hair. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening. We shall see you again at some stage next week. And if you're looking for a perfect Christmas present, the David Flitcroft Book of Cloaks is out in all good bookstores right now. Thanks very much for watching. Thanks for listening. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Quite simply, because Mansfield matters. Good night. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.